Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here in the midweek edition of the show, bright and early at 6 o'clock. You're just in time for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, China tariffs delayed. Details in one minute. We start with guns, 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 and a new scheme by the Democrats. Tell you all about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump is holding off on imposing new tariffs on China. What we've done is we've delayed it so that they won't be relevant to the Christmas shopping I hope that was perfectly clear as President Trump spoke next to his helicopter in New Jersey. <laughs> he said he's delaying some tariffs for the Christmas season just in case some of the tariffs would have an impact on American consumers. He again insisted that his tariffs have had virtually no impact on Americans so far. Products on the tariff delay list include cell phones, laptops, video game consoles, and computer monitors. There are a lot of financial analysts who say uh, what we have here is the president just blinked. But we've had his counterpart in China blink on on this as the tariff war continues. A lot of blinking going on. Yes, heavy-duty blinking. This news, it's not just a tick, a facial tick, it's <laughs> actual blinking. <laughs> yep. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orlando judge is ordering a mental health evaluation of accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. That decision followed a rambling 20-minute statement Lloyd made during a hearing yesterday. After the evaluation, the judge will consider Lloyd's request to combine the trials for the murders of his pregnant ex-girlfriend Sade Dixon and Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. A new lawyer will defend a woman accused of torturing her two-year-old son to death in Orange County, Victoria Toth was in court yesterday, but her lawyer was not because he had quit due to a conflict. The judge appointed a public defender to represent Toth. The 20-year-old will go on trial in October for her role in her son's death over a year ago. Exactly one and a half years since the Parkland Massacre, school bells are ringing in Broward County this morning. The first day falling on the same day, the Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission holds its August meeting at the BB&T Center in Sunrise. Congressman Ted Deutsch is also holding a news conference there to discuss school safety. Debbie Hickson, who lost her husband Chris in the massacre and also teaches at South Broward High, says security's beefed up, but the school still hasn't designated any hard corners. The lack of the urgency is really the big concern here. They keep saying that all this stuff is going to happen, but here we are. And there are other improvements needed. There was supposed to be a code red policy that was 
printed out and given to everyone in the system. We haven't seen that yet either. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. CNN anchor Chris Cuomo is apologizing for a profanity-laced altercation he had with an unidentified person, which was captured in video released online Monday night. Meanwhile, CNN primetime host Don Lemon is being sued by a Long Island, New York bartender who accuses him of sexual assault. A Florida man, Dustin Heiss, says in the suit he was at a bar enjoying a night with co-workers last July when he saw Lemon and offered him a drink. Lemon declined the offer but later approached him. Heiss says the CNN host then touched himself in an inappropriate manner and then made sexually suggestive gestures. CNN claims Heiss's social media accounts show he bears animosity toward the network and says Lemon categorically denies the claims. Rob Dawson, Fox News. Yeah, we'll get in more on this later on in the show on our loony left file, Alan. WFLA News time is 6.05. Facebook hired outside contractors to transcribe users' audio conversations. You can find that story at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on the aforementioned Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning on the 50,000 watt front porch. The Budman, Alan, Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. We're starting out with guns, guns, guns. I was just riveted to that um, Dayton, Ohio police news conference yesterday. The, the, the leadership of that police department, really impressive with how forthcoming they are with information as quickly as they can get it and what, what steady hands they are on the tiller in the wake of the massacre there. And once again, uh, I was just unbelievably amazed and impressed with the courage of the uh, police officers who stood right out there in the street and took this guy down right at the front door of a jam-packed club where he could have massacred uh, probably more people than we have lost in any mass shooting in America, including Las Vegas. I mean, it was just incredible. We're also going to talk in a moment about the Democrats on the campaign trail, a bunch of them, are promoting the idea that if we had a massive gun buyback program by the federal government here, that you would turn in your guns and we would minimize the chance of another mass shooting in America. Do you really think that will work? I don't, but they seem to. We'll get into what they are talking about here, and I've done a little math on the issue of a gun buyback that I'll share with you in a moment. If you want to get in on guns, 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 uh, the text line is 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. The phone number is 407-916-5400, and our toll-free, 866-916-5400. I didn't know there was going to be math this morning, bud. Yes, it's a little early, but don't worry. I'll take you through it step by step. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, in just two minutes, it's 6.07 on Good Morning Orlando. Here's a headline right now out of that extraordinary police news conference in the wake of the uh, massacre in Dayton, Ohio, this yesterday afternoon where authorities say it is not clear if the mass shooter intentionally targeted his sister. Text messages show Connor Betts knew his sister and companion were going to a taco stand at the Oregon Entertainment District before the shooting started. They had driven to the Entertainment District together. 
and then separated. Megan Betts was among eight people killed in the shooting on the 4th of August while the companion was injured uh, but is recovering. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. All morning for you and good morning, Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Really was amazing what they um, took us through yesterday, step by step, how these cops came out of nowhere. Three of them stood completely exposed in the middle of the road, firing at this shooter, you know, and it all took 32 seconds from his first shot to the shot that killed him. And you can see him crumble on the surveillance video right in front of the jam-packed club where he was going in loaded to the max. And it, the massacre could have been far worse than 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 what we have seen in, in Pulse and what we saw in Las Vegas. Uh, the body count, they say, would have been triple digits in a heartbeat. As it was, it was nine. And the cops only, only you know, they had, it took them from the first shot they heard a little bit of that 32 seconds to get there. And they only, they were only operating, you know, about half that time. And they were able uh, to corral this guy and take him down. And it was an extraordinary piece of police work. And that was driven home uh, to me even more dramatically yesterday with what they showed and we have posted on our website, WFLAOlando.com, Yaffe. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying when you actually watch the surveillance video because you see people running away from him and running into that bar, and he's the shooters behind them. So if the cops did not stop him, you know, he would have gone into that bar and killed a lot of those people trying to get away. It would have been, it would have been bad. How that guy didn't, uh, Connor Betts, how he didn't take out one, two, or three of those cops when they were just standing right up there, you know, it was kind of like, you know, Wyatt Earp and his brothers and Doc Holliday and the OK Corral, you know? I mean, it, they were right out there. It was extraordinary. Melissa, it was riveting television when they put that on the air yesterday on the cable news networks. Yeah, it was. I watched it all afternoon and the press conference as well. Um, good stuff and amazing surveillance video, too. I mean, they yeah. had him go into his car and, ba- I mean, they yeah. nailed it down. There's, yeah. there's no gray. No, absolutely right. And uh, go take a look at it at WFLAOlando.com. All right, now, guns, guns, guns. Democrats calling on Congress to pass a couple of new gun bills following the mass shootings recently. They uh, broke away from their August recess yesterday to appear in the Capitol, some of the congressional leaders with victims of gun violence. One bill would require background checks on all guns bought. The other would give the FBI more time to complete background checks. And here is a Chuck Schumer scheme. Are you ready? The Senate Minority Leader, the Democrat... Chuck Schumer out of New York says he's about to ask President Trump to withdraw his request for $5 billion uh, for building a wall on the southern border and then to take the $5 billion to address gun violence and white supremacy here in America. I don't know how well that's going to fly, but that should make for some fireworks between Congress, Capitol Hill, and the White House. That'll be new. Yeah, that would be, yeah. (laughs) Holy smokes! They're not getting along. <laughs> business, <laughs> as, business as usual, bud. Yeah, now let's talk about a federal buyback program um, of guns in this country. Could such a thing work? It is being backed by presidential candidates from Julian Castro to Kirsten Gillibrand to Bernie Sanders to uh, Steve Bullock and the front runner for now, Joe Biden. On that issue, here are Gillibrand and Biden on a government-funded massive buyback of guns to see if they can't get guns out of the hands of Americans and from the left, their eyes, 
that would be a good thing, and it would reduce the gun violence in the country. Do you, you support a federal gun buyback policy? Yes, it's a good idea. We can get it done because the public is finally at the point where they are sick of it. It's sick of it. So there you go. How would this work? I mean, we have 400 million guns, the latest stats uh, here in this country. You would have to be offered, would you not, a considerable amount more money than you paid for your gun to hand it in. You need to make a profit, right? Yeah, I was just thinking, I, I can't see how this would work. But go ahead. Well, it won't work because it, the, ba- the bad guys will still have the guns and will disarm the law-abiding people of America. You know what I'm I, thinking? I, I don't own a gun, but maybe I'll buy one just so I can sell it back to the government for a profit. <laughs> so that's well, another You angle. know, that's interesting. <laughs> Listen, I, I, did a, I did a little bit of looking up here, and we can, we can debate the range here, but we're kind of in the ballpark. A, a typical 9mm handgun you could get for three or $400, a rifle $700 to $1,000, an AR-15 $700, and you could dress it up you know, and really make it more powerful, you know, with all kinds of things, scopes, et cetera, um, and, and take it up to a couple of thousand dollars. But let's just say we have 400 million guns in America. That's the latest estimate. So in order for people to have an incentive to turn it in, let's just say, based on the numbers I gave you, and this is real ballpark stuff, uh, that the government will give you $1,000 for a gun. That's $400 billion dollars. If you want to get rid of all the guns in America, it's a lot more than five billion that he was talking about earlier. Mm, that's a lot. Well, of Schumer, Schumer's yeah. deal is different. Schumer's <laughs> deal is a different deal. Still, but if you're talking money, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, how in the world is that going to happen? Well, you know, it, it's not going to happen anyway because, like you said, the criminals are not going to give up their guns, and the law-abiding citizens are not going to willingly give up their guns. So uh, it's not going to really. I don't think it would do much good. Well, but you got half a dozen Democrat candidates for president who are pushing for a massive government buyback program here. What kind of traction do you think that would get for them as they seek the Democrat nomination? Well, the thing is, they often talk about what happened in Australia because Australia had a buyback program, but that was a required buyback where you were forced to give up your guns. They are split, the Democrats, on whether or not it should be mandatory or voluntary. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a mandatory buyback program. Well, That's totally vo- against the Second Amendment. Well, you can have a voluntary one that well, exactly. won't work, and you can have a mandatory right. one that will trigger a shooting civil war. And if you're talking about Australia, I mean, there's only like 100 people who live there altogether. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but <laughs> How still, expensive is that? Outnumbered still, by the kangaroos. Still, back in June, they had a gunman who killed four people in Australia, so... <laughs> it does happen. Um, what about that? The government buyback of guns in this country. How would that work? What would it take for you to participate? 407-916-5400. Love to hear from you. Toll free is 866-916-5400. Text line always open, never busy. 23680 there. Standard message and data rates apply. Guns, guns, guns. Let's talk. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. A teenager fighting for his life after a house party got out of control in Brevard County. The teen was at a party in Titusville this weekend on Sugar Maple Court when he was apparently attacked. He was taken to the hospital, now in critical condition. Robert Kirk facing charges for hosting that party and allowing underage drinking. 
Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the show on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Well, Melissa, a.k.a. the Fox, is always thinking. she got an angle on <laughs> how to make this gun buyback program the say, Democrats are pitching work. He's Ma- calling it thinking, I know. Melissa always thinking, that's the problem here. <laughs> it does get us in trouble sometimes. Seriously, you know how we do a Kicks for Guns program? has been going on for about 20 years now. What if we traded our guns back and got a pair of Betsy Ross flagged uh, Nike sneakers? You know, the ones that Kaepernick uh, got. Yeah, you know, he said they, he didn't want Nike to sell them and Nike folded like a tent. So there's got to be millions of them somewhere. And I know as a good American, I'd love that have a pair you know yeah maybe that's the key what are the texters saying on the democrats uh pitching a massive gun buyback program as the solution to gun violence in america well one agrees with me says uh does the buyback include super soakers and cap pistols or nerf guns (laughs) (laughs) i used to i used to have a lot of nerf guns i love i love i love when Um, they text with tongue in cheek (laughs) uh, another person makes the point that we made earlier it says I'm keeping my guns. Let anyone who wants to give up their guns, give them up. But, I mean, if it's voluntary, a lot of people are just going to keep them. They don't want to give them up. There was another texture who agreed with me what would happen if we're at a mandatory gun buyback program. Do you see that? It's not the one about the first step of socialist, communist dictatorship is disarming the people, is it? No, it's the one about a shooting civil war. A buyback confiscation would definitely start an armed civil war, the texture said. Well, not only that, but it would be it would definitely go to the courts immediately and probably not be upheld by the Supreme Court. So it's totally against the Second Amendment. Yeah. Unless it was downstream in the future when they were able to somehow, God forbid, you know, pack the court with enough left wingers that they could overturn the Second Amendment. That'd be tough, though. I, I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. Back to the gun buyback program. Alan, what do you think? I I just don't see it working, and I think the math you drew up on the uh, the old chalkboard there, uh, Bud, proves it. It's just it's too way too expensive. That's the bottom line right there. I think you got Democrats either at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, they're pandering for votes. They're trying to you know get a bunch of people to come their way, knowing that there's no way that would ever be implemented because they'd run right into opposition from the White House, and they'd run right into opposition from the Republicans in Congress, and a hue and cry across the land. But right now, it's all about getting noticed and attracting votes in the crowded Democrat field. You know, Biden and company, they know that's never going to happen. So it was was just politics. Wait, but are you saying they're pandering? Yes, there's been some of that going on out there. (laughs) Yeah. You never see that, do you? No, that, especially that's in thing. Iowa. Yeah, yeah, I think running around that <laughs> Iowa State Fair eating corn causes fuzzy thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you know that could. You think that's Biden's problem? He's been having too much fried food on a stick out there. Oh, deed. And he must have been having it for the last ten years. <laughs> he didn't get fuzzy headed overnight. He, I mean, I get a little like that when I have too much fried chicken. Not gonna lie, just. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they got everything fried on a stick there. (laughs) I can go into a fried food coma at a fair. They have butter fried on a stick. (laughs) Biden, Biden, he might have eaten the stick. He might have. Easy. He's choking on something. (laughs) All right. Anyway. But Jeffrey Epstein's warden reassigned and Brevard teachers unhappy. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Well, Jeffrey Epstein is dead, but he's still making news, and Alan has the latest for us now. No end in sight, bud. The warden who was in charge of the jail where 
South Florida financier and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, is off the job. Attorney General Bill Barr reassigned the warden to an office building while two investigations are completed. Meanwhile, a former employee of the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office says Jeffrey Epstein was given preferential treatment while he was an inmate there in 2008. He was treated like he was a celebrity. I saw lieutenants stand up and look this man eye to eye and talk to him. They cuss other inmates out. I'm like, wow, must be the money. Teresa Cook tells Palm Beach's CBS 12 that Epstein was allowed to walk around freely, sometimes naked. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Teachers in Brevard County are not happy with their latest contract offer. Yesterday, the school board announced the district's most recent proposal was rejected by union members last week. The offer included a raise of $1,100 each, but teachers want more than twice that amount. The teachers' union says it does not believe the Brevard School District is taking them seriously. Florida's utilities have to tell the state every five years how they're going to save energy. But they say goals that are too high could stick customers with higher bills. Florida Power and Light says consumers could end up paying more for programs that only benefit a few. Public Counsel J.R. Kelly says the utilities don't want to set any goals for getting more efficient. We ask the commission to set fair, just, and reasonable goals. And we believe they should be both challenging as well as achievable. Utilities insist they've gotten better at conservation through solar plants and more efficient appliances. Mike Stevens, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ring of Honor is getting a 13th member. The team announcing that defensive back Rondé Barber will be inducted next month. Barber spent his entire 16 year career with the Bucs, and he holds the franchise record for career interceptions with 47. And Tiger Woods is not letting an injury thwart him from returning to the course for this week's PGA Tour event. Tiger Woods arrived in Medina, Illinois Tuesday, pulling up into a reserved parking space for the BMW Championship set to tee off Thursday. Woods surprising some by taking part in this tournament this week after withdrawing from the FedEx Cup playoff opener last week at the Northern Trust, exiting with an oblique injury after shooting a four-over-par first round that put him second to last on the leaderboard. Now Tiger will tee off Thursday with C.T. Pan and Billy Horschel in his push for a sixth career title at the BMW Championship, last coming away victorious in the event back in 2009. Matt Napolitano. Fox News. WFLA News Time 635. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio and find out more about that at WFLAOrlando.com. On the issue of a gun buyback here, here's a texture who just came in and let us know, Yaffe, exactly how he or she feels. And you'll remember the phrase at the end of this one. You can have my gun back when Beto O'Rourke is the president. And he pries it out of my cold, dead hands. (laughs) I was about to say, I better hear a Charlton Heston impression there. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) I can see the rifle raised at the NRA. Good one. All right. In a moment, government insanity, runaway spending continues unchecked. Does anybody care but Yaffe and the Bud Man? Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but we've got news you need to hear, and it's coming right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Local sports note for you right now. Major League Soccer, Orlando City SC, back on the pitch tonight, hosting Sporting Kansas City at Exploria Stadium in downtown Orlando. The Lions looking to gain ground in the playoff race. They currently sit ninth in the East with 30 points. They are three points out of a postseason slot. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Yes, bud. Voices bud. crying in the wilderness about government spending out of control, crying once again. Don't have to set aside much time for this for text messages or callers because you don't care. You won't call us. Or maybe you just throw up your hands and say, you know what, bud man, this is a problem without a solution. And I hate the idea of that, but it seems to be right now. But trust me, this is unsustainable what is going on. It is getting worse than it was under the Obama administration, under the Trump administration. And there is blame to go all around. It is not just the free-spending Democrats. It is the free-spending Republicans, and it is the president who has called himself the king of debt. Well, we got $22 trillion-plus in debt right now, and I fear for the future of the republic. Yaffe, I want to get your reaction to the latest stats that are in from the federal government. Um, the Fed, federal government spent in the first 10 months of the fiscal year, which starts in October, so this is October through July, just ended, $3,727,000,000,000 and change. And they only took in two trillion eight hundred and sixty billion dollars or thereabouts. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The deficit ran eight hundred and sixty-six billion dollars in the nine-month period. We're headed for a trillion dollar deficit here. The big spenders are number one, the Department of Health and Human Services spent more than any other federal agency, more than a trillion dollars by a little. And the Social Security Administration, $915 billion. The Department of Defense for military programs spent the third most, $540 billion. You know, we, we, we talk about, oh, the military spending, why do we need to spend that much? Well, you know, there are lots of reasons why we do, but that's a pittance compared to what is being spent on these programs, Health and Human Services and, uh, and, and Social Security. And, and what, what's the answer here? If you cut the entitlements, you get voted out of office instantly because Americans are so and are so just we're all now part of this entitlement mentality mm-hmm. and culture here. You know, we aren't. I mean, you say we're not we don't want to become socialists, but in a way, that's exactly the direction the country has moved collectively. And people don't want to give up any of the stuff they get from the government. Well, they, they're they going to have to get used to it because eventually they're going to have to give it up because eventually we're just not going to have the money to pay for it. And this debt, like you said, is unsustainable. You talked about how people don't seem to care. Well, they're going to care one day because if it collapses the economy or collapses the government or we go into default, yeah, they're, they're going to care. And right now they're trying to pay for it through inflation with really low interest rates, which eventually is going to cause high inflation, and that's going to hurt the economy. Well, when the interest rates go up, and inevitably they will, the interest on the debt will sink us. Yeah, exactly. The, the interest on the debt will sink us. But we remain basically voices, you know, crying in the wilderness here. But we're going to keep on uh, crying it. So, and if uh, the Democrats ever get control again, ultimate control again of all three branches, they're going to find a way to do it. And what they're going to do is cut military spending drastically and raise taxes. That's going to be their solution. That's not a good solution. There you we go. need to cut a lot of the foreign funding. We're, we're just taking care of too many people, too many people on our government team, both worldwide and here. And uh, I'm thinking of some new nicknames like Deficit Don, Trillion Dollar Trump. What do you think? 
Well, I, you know, I got to tell you, the president's done a lot of great things, but he's been no help at all in this regard. No help at all no, in this regard because there is it. no political will to do this because the people will not tolerate these giant programs being cut. I will and say, inevitably, they have to be restructured and cut. I will say in the latest spending bill that was just passed, it was, the, it was encouraging that there were a lot of Republicans that voted against it. It wasn't enough, and the Republican leadership didn't vote against it. But there were a lot of Republicans in the House that voted against it, so that's at least some good news. That is good news. And, you know, just to restate what you said, it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's an American problem. No question about it. A texture saying this country's broke. $22 trillion of debt and growing can't pay for it. That's the definition of broke. Talk about a bunch of morons all across the board that got us into this, you know. But the problem is we're morons, too, because we are demanding that, you know, that, that these programs be continued at this level, and it's totally unsustainable. Uh, one thing that is sustainable is playing the sound judgment game and giving away a great prize to a great member of our fantastic audience every day. Occasionally, we move it into the early hour, and that's what we're doing right now. If you want to go see Greg Gutfeld uh, with a tour de force performance, and he takes questions and the whole things, a lot of comedy, a lot of current events, the Gutfelt Monologues, the great show live coming here to Orlando. We have a couple of free tickets to our Sound Judgment winner. You're eligible by company rules if you have not won in 30 days. So please give us a call if you're eligible, and let's play Sound Judgment, 407-916-5400, and our toll-free, 866-916-5400. As I always say, if this isn't your thing, you know somebody who'd love to have you win those tickets for them. So why don't you play Sound Judgment for them? Um, toll free, still open, 866-916-5400. Sound Judgment, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes, here on News Radio 93.1, WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. A look at headlines for you right now. China's foreign ministry is telling the U.S. lawmakers to keep their comments to themselves about violent crackdowns on protests in Hong Kong. This after riot police clashed with pro-democracy protesters uh, last night at the airport. Now, some lawmakers, including Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, have condemned acts of violence there by police. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Time for sound judgment. We're playing early, but we got the lines jammed. We're ready to go with the contestants. And what are we playing for again, Melissa? A very awesome prize. It's a pair of tickets to the Gutfeld Monologues Live with Greg Gutfeld. He's from The Five on Fox News. It will be at uh, the Bob Carr on September 14th. All you have to do is use your sound judgment and you can wear a pair of tickets. And if somebody gets a wrong answer, we'll open a line for you, 407-916-5400. Might have been a bad sell, but the the toll-free line just opened up at 866-916-5400. So there you go. For today's Sound Judgment, we look back 15 years to when Florida was hit with four hurricanes in about six weeks. Remember that? Here in Central Florida, we were cleaning up from the first of those storms 15 years ago today. Listen to the sound of the first of those infamous hurricanes as it hit the Gulf Coast south of Tampa as a Category 4 and then faked us all out, came right up the I-4 corridor through the Orlando metro area as a damaging Category 2. Then, want you to use your sound judgment to give me the names 
of all four of those hurricanes that hit Florida in that unforgettable summer of 2004. Holy cow! Look at this! This is what happens in a Category 4 hurricane! The winds are absolutely incredible! I'm gonna get out here just to give you an idea what it looks like for a human being. This is why you don't want to be out in this. I'm gonna get back under cover right now. That was the first of the four hurricanes to hit us in the state of Florida 15 years ago. Name that one and name the other three and you're our winner. Line four, go ahead. Make line one, line one, go ahead, line one. Um, I'm hoping it's Ivan, Francis, and Jean. Keep going, you need four. Oh. Um, uh, Andrew. No, no. Oh, my goodness, you had. Ouch. (laughs) No. 407-916-5400, line open. Line two, you're next. Go ahead, name those four hurricanes. Hello? Name them. Put the, turn the radio down. Charlie, Francis, Ivan, and Gene. Do it again. Charlie, Francis, Ivan, and Gene. Bingo. You got them in order, too. Bonus points for you. We'll see if we can get Gutfeld to cough up another ticket. All right. <laughs> no, we can't do that. But and can you turn down the uh, radio, please? Turn down the radio. There we go. Listen through the phone. That's how it works here. Congratulations. You won the Sound Judgment game. Good job. Thanks, Bobby. What's your first name? Uh, Jack. Jack calling from what town? Uh, Kissimmee. Did you live through those storms? Yes, I did. You know, the three of them actually crossed in, in, in Polk County, all except Ivan. So you down in the Kissimmee area must have got hit pretty good more than once. We came from New York, and I, after Charlie, we're like, we're going back to New York. The hell with this. <laughs> so did you? No, nah, we didn't. <laughs> you wimped out and said, all right, we like it here too much. We'll hang in there and roll the dice on the hurricanes. All right, Jack, great to have you with us here. Congratulations. We appreciate you listening to Good Morning Orlando. Thank you. What I got to do is just hold on. Yeah, I'll put you on hold. Hunker okay. down. If you hang up, you're not going to the show. All right. If you stay on the line, I promise Melissa will Seriously. pick things up and make it happen behind the scenes, okay? Thank you. All right, Jack. There Don't say go. hunker down on the air. You're going to send people into a panic. Feeder band. Cross <laughs> Orlando. Yeah, hun- that's that's a hurricane term. No, no hunkering down. Anyway. Well, I have taken off my jacket, so. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> President Trump talks about many things in Pennsylvania, and police look for suspects in an Orlando skateboard attack. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7 o'clock. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. A wide-ranging presidential speech. Details in one minute. Patriots, listen up. We got another athlete taking a knee. We got a local couple told to take down their Puerto Rico flag. And we got Johnny Cash with the old ragged flag in this hour of Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump covered a wide variety of topics as he spoke yesterday at a 
Shell Petrochemicals plant being built outside Pittsburgh. They included windmills, the Academy Awards, and his love of trucks. But Trump did get around to the main topic of energy. The president told thousands of workers at the Shell plant working to get this natural gas facility up and running next year. You need what you're doing. You need this. It's got the power. While he did touch on the election and immigration, the president focused on the potential of this project to produce clean natural gas. Fracked from Pennsylvania wells, which they never would have allowed you to take if I weren't president. The president called this multi-billion dollar project a cornerstone of his America First message, and he expects more projects like it to follow. Near Bedminster, New Jersey, Grinnell Scott, Fox News. I got to tell you, what they're trying to do energy-wise there is exciting, and it's a potentially huge story. But it was pretty clear the president, you know, had limited uh, interest in just talking energy. He Mm -hmm. was all over the place. It was uh, freewheeling, to say the least. Yeah, it was interesting when he pointed out how many media members had shown up for his 11 o'clock speech. It started at 245. <laughs> oh, is that right? What, did yes. he have a Biden moment there? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. No kidding. I'm I just, missed that. I'm just telling you what happened. All right. And the president is putting on hold his plan to impose new tariffs on China. Trump said he's delaying some tariffs for the Christmas season, just in case some of the tariffs might have an impact on American consumers. The tariff delay list includes cell phones, laptops, video game consoles, and computer monitors. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Police hope cell phone videos can help them find the skateboarders involved in an attack in Orlando. Yesterday, police released videos of the attack that took place three months ago downtown near Central Boulevard and North Court Avenue. The video shows at least a half a dozen people beating a man unconscious, including at least two who hit the man with their skateboards. The alleged victim told police the beating started after he accused one of the skateboarders of almost hitting him. An Army veteran says images of protesters on the streets of Puerto Rico is what moved her to fly her territory's flag outside her home in Kissimmee. But Francis Santiago feels her freedoms are being stripped away by the Rolling Hills Estates Homeowners Association after she got a letter asking her to take the flag down. The HOA claims it only allows U.S. flags or sports flags on the day of a sporting event. We're going to hear from Francis and her husband on this. It's an interesting controversy in that Kissimmee neighborhood. Coming up. It's back to school in Broward County this morning, exactly one and a half years since the Parkland massacre. This morning, Congressman Ted Deutsch is holding a school safety news conference at the BB&T Center as the Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission holds its August meeting. Debbie Hickson, who lost her husband Chris in the massacre and also teaches at South Broward High, says security's tighter, but the school still hasn't designated any hard corners. They have not marked them off, no. And there are other improvements needed. South Broward, we have our single point of entry almost done, but school's starting, and I don't believe it's ready to rock and roll. She says she's also waiting on a printed copy of the Code Red policy. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The Orlando Magic are preparing to honor the team's now deceased owners in a special way. The Amway Center floor will permanently feature a Rich and Helen DeVos court insignia. Rich DeVos died last year at 92 years old. His wife Helen passed away two years ago at age 90. I saw a shot of how that's going to look, and it's just beautiful and appropriate. WFLA News Time is 7.08. These stories and others online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. 
The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. For this hour in one form or another, Patriots, we're talking patriotism. National story, local story, and um, something special from the late Johnny Cash. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. We tee it up in just a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which is just two minutes away, it's 7.09 on Good Morning Orlando. This headline for you now out of Ohio, where a teenager accused of threatening federal agents online had reportedly been hoarding ammo. Prosecutors say 18-year-old Justin Olson took to social media to say he supported the recent mass shootings in Dayton and El Paso, as well as attacks on Planned Parenthood clinics. When Olson's home was searched yesterday, investigators say they found 15 rifles, 10 semi-automatic pistols, and around 10,000 rounds of ammunition. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. You can count on it here in Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. All right, Patriots, listen up. Why don't you take on a couple of stories here? We got another ungrateful American who pulled a Kaepernick in an athletic competition. The Pan American Games, the U.S. fencing team on the medal stand, and all of a sudden, one of their top performers, American Race Imboden, dropped down to a knee and then put out on social media that I am honored to represent Team USA in the Pan Am Games, taking home gold and bronze. My pride, however, has been cut short by the multiple shortcomings of the country I hold so dear in my heart. Racism, gun control, mistreatment of immigrants, and a president who spreads hate are at the top of a long list. I chose to sacrifice my moment today at the top of the podium to call attention to issues that I believe need to be addressed. I encourage others to please use your platforms for empowerment and change. Um, to which the, um, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee said, every athlete competing in the 2019 Pan Am Games commits to terms of eligibility, including to refrain from demonstrations that are political in nature. And um, they're reviewing what consequences might result. You know, I think I'd like to see him take the medal away and, um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and find another person to replace him on the U.S. team, Yaffe. This is outrageous. What's going on here? Another ungrateful American demanding perfection as he sees it of this country in exchange for just standing while the star-spangled banner is played. Yeah, you know, I thought uh, Dan Crenshaw, the representative out of Texas who is a, a war veteran, put it well. He put out on his Twitter account um, a good response to this that I am going to pull up here really quickly. He says, if you think this is a sacrifice, you are delusional. All you've done is haphazardly denounce the entirety of our country because of its imperfections. You and your fellow athletes have only succeeded in politicizing one of the few things that still unites us, sports. They need to take his medal away. Something that really hurts them. They do. They need to do it. Melissa, thoughts on this or what? You're 
Eyeballing your computer, you're deep in thought. Yeah, I'm just looking to see if there's any other reaction. This whole call to change, um, honestly, I don't know anyone who watched the Pan Am games, and I'm not sure of anyone who even cares about fencing. So I think his protest is kind of irrelevant, and I think they should take away his award, yes. All right, there we go. Now let's go on down to Kissimmee, where we have one of these homeowners association uh, conflicts with residents down there um, who are running afoul of the rules, and it involves a couple— um, who are American citizens who came here from Puerto Rico, and all Puerto Ricans are American citizens, Francis and Efren Santiago. They put up a Puerto Rican flag in support of the chaos down on that island as they got rid of their corrupt governor and struggled to find another governor, all the protests in the streets and all of that, and they had the flag of Puerto Rico up, but they suddenly got a notice after three weeks the flag was up from the Homeowners Association uh, saying that the rules say the only flags allowed are, you know, the U.S. flag, um, a military flag, or a sports flag on the day of a game. That's it. We treat all owners the same, um, and you will see around the neighborhood that only flags uh, are up are those that are um, are allowed by our rules. While well, the Santiago um, family is not happy, you should know that Francis Santiago is a 14-year U.S. Army veteran, has served this country as a medic for 14 years. Here is Frances and her husband, Efren, on this flag, which they have not taken down as far as we know. I fought for this to be able to do this, so I don't see a problem with flying my flag here. We have our house. You see that it's, you know, bystanders. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not doing anything to our neighbors or anything by flying our flag. Puerto Rico's part of America. So why? what's the, the big issue about us having a Puerto Rican flag in front of our home? That's the Santiago's. And, and again, the wife there is 14-year U.S. Army veteran who served this country. And all she's doing is put the flag up in support of Puerto Rico. Keep in mind, it's not a foreign country. It's a U.S. territory. She's a U.S. citizen. And, um, and yet there are the rules of the HOA. You know, and I've run afoul of HOA uh, rules and regulations a time or two and not been happy about it. But if you move into a community like this, you know, you read through all the documents on what the rules are. And you either decide, all right, I'm going to live somewhere else where they don't have these rules or I'm going to accept to abide by these rules here. Or there's going to be an issue. There's a huge part of me because of who the Santiago's are and how Miss Santiago has served her country, it seems to me they ought to make an accommodation here. The Santiago's are saying with a, you know, with a huge uh, Hispanic population down in that area of Osceola County in Kissimmee, uh, that you know they ought to be changing the rules to allow for this sort of thing. So where are you on the HOA versus the Santiago's? 407-916-5400. Or text us at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. One of these stories where I'm pulled in both directions. How do you see it? Love to get your take on it. And we'll hear from you in just a moment after we quickly update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. We'll handle that for you in two minutes. Stick around on Good Morning Orlando.
Headlines right now, and we talked about this in the uh, 6 o'clock hour. Democrats are calling on Congress to pass two gun bills following three recent mass shootings in America. They broke away from their August recess yesterday, the leaders did, to appear in the Capitol with victims of gun violence. One bill would require background checks on all guns bought. The other would give the FBI more time to complete background checks. More on guns, guns, guns in our 8 o'clock hour. Stay with us for that. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando. Patriotic time with... Alan Spector, the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa. And we're talking about the story of the uh, the Army veteran. Who Santiago, the, the Santiago. Francis Santiago, 14 years as an Army medic here, and her husband, Efren. You know, patriots who came here from the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico, and we're trying to support their country by posting the flag of Puerto Rico. And their HOA says, no, you can't do that, because our rules are that you can only put up a U.S. flag or the flag of a sporting event. Right. You know, I personally think they should be able to put that up. Where I live, they put flags up for everything, Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, and but, but do they have an HOA with rules on flags? Apparently not. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe I should look into that. Got callers on all sides of this. Yeah, let's go to Tony in Orlando. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. What do you think about uh, this? Well, although I you know, I do feel bad for them, understand their point and your point. But then where, where do you stop it? I mean, let's say you have gay neighbors and they put out the uh, gay pride flag. Well, let's say you have Jewish neighbors and they put out the Star of David. Well, let's say you have people that worship the devil and they put out a flag with three sixes. And then you have to allow everything. So they have to have some sort of rules and regulations. And that's uh, that's my view. Mm. Yeah, that's it's one point of view. I mean, if, if those are the rules, then those are the rules. However, however, let me bring on Steve out of Volusia County. Good morning, Steve from Deltona on the Santiago's versus the HOA down in their neighborhood in Kissimmee. Good morning, bud. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Hey, my point is this. You know, Puerto Rico is a territory. As I understand it, you said the rules say that a United States flag can be flown you know, I don't see the problem there. You know, if I wanted to fly a Florida flag, I can't imagine they'd give me a ration there. So, uh, you know, I, I can see it's a slippery slope, but, you know, I think there's a definite line there. That, you know, it is a U.S. flag. Interesting take on that. I see what you're saying. And, and as a matter of fact, Mr. Santiago said in an interview that, wait a minute, flag of Puerto Rico is an American flag. Now, I'm an yeah. American citizen. That's a U.S. territory. It's not like I'm flying the North Korean flag or the or the <laughs> Chicoms or something. Thank you for that yeah. take on it, Steve. I wonder if they would be ups upset if it was a Florida flag, like a state flag. Well, now here's the thing. It says in the HOA that only U.S. flags, including ones for fallen military or first responders, and sports flags, too, but only on the day of the sporting event. Right. However, it doesn't get specific. It says that... The board needs to approve any flag that flies in the neighborhood. So all they had to do was go to the board and say, hey, can we fly this? Mm -hmm. And apparently they didn't, but they want that verbiage changed. Well, yeah, apparently the specific uh, addressing of uh, the U.S. flag and the sporting event flag, this came in response to somebody asking about it in an email, I guess, to uh, I think Fox 35 when they were reporting on this story. And actually in the HOA rules, according to the report from Fox, uh, it doesn't specifically note that. 
We are getting flooded on the text line, folks, all over the lot on this with some very well thought out opinions on uh, on you know who they favor, the HOA or the Santiago's. Yeah, a couple of people say, unfortunately, the HOA has a set rule in place. If they don't like the rule, there's only two options, change the rule or move. Or get on the HOA board. That's another suggestion from one of our texters saying, change the rules, move, or get on the board itself. Now, if they don't allow it, another one says, it's clearly written. I don't know why they're fighting it. Another reason, perhaps, not to live in a deed-restricted community. And there you go. We'll follow this this interesting story out of Kissimmee. Uh, but a mass shooter's friend is due in court. And the question is, how much is Rick Scott worth? We'll have the answer, those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes, 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Before we get to Alan with a news update here, let me kick it into you, Yaffe, because we have a very interesting text message that came in a little too late for the segment on the Puerto Rican couple in the neighborhood in Kissimmee who have a Puerto Rican flag up right now, and the uh, Homeowners Association says, sorry, that's a rules violation. It's got to come down. Yeah, this one says, I am a native Puerto Rican. Uh, His name is Joe Leon from Winter Park. I served in the USAF for over 21 years. I am an American citizen by birth, but I am loyal to the American flag only. Many Puerto Ricans have a problem in that they erroneously place a higher loyalty to the Puerto Rican flag, and they do not understand and accept the rules. I proudly fly our American flag in front of my home daily. Interesting perspective. I'm not here to question the the um the patriotism of the Santiago's, especially when Francis served in the United States Army for yeah. 14 years. Well, not but only that, but you said the reason she put it out was to support the protests against the governor of Puerto Rico. Exactly. So there was a specific reason there as well. Exactly. In the meantime, the aftermath of the uh, Dayton, Ohio massacre, uh, back in the news in another form this morning. Alan, what do you have? Well, bud, a court appearance is scheduled in Ohio today for a friend of the mass shooter who killed nine people and injured dozens more in Dayton August 4th. More from Fox's Jeff Manasso, who's in Dayton. 24-year-old Ethan Colley appears in federal court today for a detention hearing after his arrest last Friday on charges that he lied on a federal firearms form about his drug use and unlawful possession of a firearm. U.S. Attorney Ben Glassman Monday confirmed Colley purchased for his friend, the Dayton mass shooter. Body armor, the upper receiver of an AR-15 weapon, and the 100-round double drum magazine that was ultimately used. No evidence he helped plan or execute the mass shooting, though still faces up to 15 years in prison if convicted. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. South Florida financier and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein had access to a TV, an unlocked cell, and other privileges while spending time at a Palm Beach County jail facility back in 2008. That's according to a former corrections employee. He would be walking around, you know, as he normally would do in a house, probably. He would just be walking around. Among the claims made by Teresa Cook to Palm Beach's CBS 12 is that sometimes Epstein would walk around the stockade naked. Despite Epstein's death, investigations continue into how he was treated while at that facility, including what happened while the money manager was on work release. A teenager is fighting for his life after a house party got out of control in Brevard County. The teen was at a party in Titusville this weekend on Sugar Maple Court when he was apparently attacked. 
He was taken to the hospital and is in critical condition. Robert Kirk is facing charges for hosting the party and allowing underage drinking. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd is offering a $10,000 reward to help find a killer. Shay Collins was murdered during a home invasion in June. In a Facebook video, Sheriff Judd tosses a wad of cash into the air and tells viewers it will rain money <laughs> for whoever turns in the person responsible. As you always say, I'm going to get a Grady Judd story in a newscast if I possibly can. <laughs> and there's another one. Talking about money, uh, this guy is not about to open up a GoFundMe page, but Senator Rick Scott is worth a lot less these days. Rory O'Neill reports from the newsroom. Financial disclosures can be vague, but it appears Senator Rick Scott's net worth is at least $166 million. He took a big hit to his bottom line when he spent $65 million last year to unseat former Democratic Senator Bill Nelson. Reports just filed show the Scots earned between 23 and $113 million last year, mostly from his investment portfolio and stock sales. I'm Rory O'Neill. Jesus is going to be rattling a tin cup at the bottom of an interstate <laughs> off-ramp before you know it. I was yeah. about to say, poor guy, man. How is he going to get by? Should we take up a collection? <laughs> yeah. Not yet. All I right. think he's okay for a while. Elsewhere. You know, we told you yesterday that Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets are back. Now comes word that the fast food chain is giving away 2 million spicy chicken nuggets. The number is a tribute to the 2 million people who helped get the item back on the menu. It all started back in June when Chance the Rapper tweeted for Wendy's to bring back the spicy nuggets. Wendy's agreed, but only if the tweet got 2 million likes. That happened, and now fans are rejoicing. The only catch to the freebie is they must be ordered through DoorDash using the code SPICYNUGS. The deal is good through Sunday. What is DoorDash? Is that a, like a... That's one of those things where they bring food to you from a restaurant, charge mm-hmm. you a little extra. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. There's a couple of those sites out there. That one I guess I hadn't heard There's of. There's a handful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Free nuggets. Yeah. A petition is gaining support to name a street in front of Trump Tower after former President Barack Obama. Oh, jeez. The organizer originally started it as a joke, but over 70,000 people have signed the online petition so far. They support renaming a block of Fifth Avenue in Manhattan after Obama, the same way Los Angeles recently did with a stretch of freeway. Some members of the New York City Council are said to be interested in taking action. Yeah, knowing the politics of the Big Apple, I wouldn't be at all surprised they'd be up for that. And finally, news from the other side, bud. President Trump's 2020 re-election campaign is trying to cash in on controversy involving a CNN host. Trump's online campaign shop started selling Fredo Unhinged t-shirts yesterday, <laughs> All right. referencing a viral video in which CNN anchor Chris Cuomo got into a heated exchange with a heckler after the man called him Fredo. The shirt also includes screenshots of Cuomo from the video, and the description for the shirt says, Help us annoy Chris Cuomo. Selling for 34 bucks. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a little steep. Well, I've got to tell you, we're going to actually play some of that Fredo meltdown in public by the CNN anchor Chris Cuomo in our 8 o'clock hour. As a matter of fact, about one hour from now, Alan, so well, be here for that. I, well, I will. Well, you will be, but I was just saying, you be there. I work here. I'm required to I be here. I understand that. I didn't mean you. I meant them. Them. Quit complaining. Those guys. And gals. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page and uh, look for 
our uh, Elsewhere podcast as well at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. A patriotic theme struck in this second hour of the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando continues in a moment. Uh, the story about the, the flag and, and uh, the Puerto Rico flag and the HOA and Kissimmee and the Santiago's and all of this um, got me to thinking about our flag, the star-spangled banner, old glory, the American flag. And we'll pay tribute to it now um, through the genius of the late Johnny Cash. This is not a song. This is a piece that he wrote. And um, if you haven't heard it or haven't heard it in a while, I think you will be as uplifted and moved by it as I was when I heard once again in preparing this show, Ragged Old Flag. It is coming right up. Right now, how about we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in the meantime, very briefly in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Updating local headlines now in Orlando, judges ordering a mental health evaluation for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. That decision following a rambling 20-minute statement that Lloyd made during a hearing yesterday. After the evaluation, the judge will consider Lloyd's request to combine the trials for the murders of his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sadie Dixon, and Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. This entire hour, we've been in a patriotic mode and we remain in a patriotic mood. So, how about we turn to Johnny Cash and continue that now with his patriotic masterpiece, Ragged Old Flag? I walked through a county courthouse square. On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole is leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams And it almost fell at the Alamo Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag on Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam 
And now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Gaffey has posted ragged old flag on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. Go see it. Send other patriots to it. Feel better now? I got the lump out of my throat just in time at the end there. It doesn't get any better than that. Thank you, Johnny Cash. And it doesn't get any better than the America we love and the American flag that is its very symbol, ragged or otherwise. Long may she wave. Local headlines updated now. A new lawyer will defend a woman accused of torturing her two-year-old son to death in Orange County. Victoria Toth was in court yesterday, but her lawyer was not because he had quit due to a conflict. The judge appointed a public defender to represent Toth. The 20-year-old goes on trial in October for her role in her son's death over a year ago. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Good morning, Orlando. The Budman, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. We're getting into the massive government gun buyback program being pitched by Biden and some of the other Democrats who would be president in their dreams and how that would work and whether it would work. And you'd be ready to tell us. How much money would the government have to give you to turn in your gun? Great to have you with us on WFLA. Leave it right where you are. And when you hop in the car for the ride home from work, you'll have Yaffe on the air. Yes, yesterday the big news was the fact that there are protests going on in Hong Kong over China trying to gain more rule and control of that territory. So we talked about that. There might be some more news on that for today's show. So we'll have that and any other local and national breaking news, 5 to 6 p.m., p.m. Orlando. And today, Melissa Fox will be doing the news for What? Me. Oh, gosh. Wow. What a one-two punch that'll be from 5 to 6 tonight. Right now, turning to our main man, my co-host, Alan Spector, for a news update. Trump holds off on those China tariffs, and CNN anchors don't just report the news, they make it. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wonderful to have you with us here on a good-looking Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic 
here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, China tariffs delayed. More in one minute. Democrats pitching a massive government-funded gun buyback. How much would they have to pay you to get your gun? Tell us next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump says he's holding off on imposing new tariffs on China. What we've done is we've delayed it so that they won't be relevant to the Christmas shopping season. I hope you could understand the president. He was speaking next to his helicopter in New Jersey. Always has it close by. Trump said he's delaying for a quick getaway. He's delaying some tariffs for the Christmas season just in case some of the tariffs would have an impact on American consumers. He again insisted his tariffs have had virtually no impact on Americans so far. Products on the tariff delay list include cell phones, laptops, video game consoles, and computer monitors. Quick, pilot up the chopper. I want to annoy the reporters. (laughs) (laughs) They're all screaming at him over the sound of the rotors. Yep. This this news brought to you by this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown (laughs) bank. Exactly one and a half years since the Parkland massacre. School bells are ringing in Broward County this morning. The first day falling on the same day, the Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission holds its August meeting at the BB&T Center in Sunrise. Congressman Ted Deutsch is also holding a news conference there to discuss school safety. Debbie Hickson, who lost her husband Chris in the massacre and also teaches at South Broward High, says security's beefed up, but the school still hasn't designated any hard corners. The lack of the urgency is really the big concern here. They keep saying that all this stuff is going to happen, but here we are. And there are other improvements needed. There was supposed to be a code red policy that was printed out and given to everyone in the system. We haven't seen that yet either. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A former Walt Disney World worker is accused of stealing from an employee locker room at the Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. The Orange County Sheriff's Office says Sherry L. Agosto told, uh, stole a credit cards, cash, and gift cards. She then allegedly used the money for fuel, food, and alcohol purchases. Agosto was arrested earlier this month. CNN anchor Chris, uh, Chris Cuomo is apologizing. <laughs> Who are you, Elmer Fudd? Hey. Well, I say that again. Chris Cuomo? <laughs> CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't be as perfect <laughs> as you are, oh, bud. Oh, now, come on. Who never makes a mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Cuomo is apologizing for a profanity-laced altercation he had with an unidentified person, which was captured in video released online Monday night. Meanwhile, CNN primetime host Don Lemon is being sued by a Long Island, New York bartender who accuses him of sexual assault. A Florida man, Dustin Heiss, says in the suit he was at a bar enjoying a night with co-workers last July when he saw Lemon and offered him a drink. Lemon declined the offer, but later approached him. Heiss says the CNN host then touched himself in an inappropriate manner and then made sexually suggestive gestures. CNN claims Heiss's social media accounts show he bears animosity toward the network and says Lemon categorically denies the claims. Rob Dawson, Fox News. We'll get into this Cuomo and Lemon drama in uh, our final half hour this morning, and we're going to hear from Mr. Cuomo. I, I know she said Mr. Cuomo and didn't attempt to say his full name. I didn't want to try to say Quiz Cuomo. Shh, be very I'm quiet, sorry. Quiet, quiet. Quasi wabbit. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Alan. 
Orlando City SC is back on the pitch tonight, hosting Sporting Kansas City at Exploria Stadium. The Lions look to gain ground in the playoff race. They currently sit ninth in the East with 30 points. That's three out of a postseason spot. WFLA News time is 8.08. Scientists develop a vaccine that could put an end to cat allergies. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Joe Biden and some of the other Democrat candidates for president are all lathered up and excited about instituting, if they become president, a massive government gun buyback program to deal with gun violence in America. How would that work? Could it work? And how much would the government have to shell out and put in your hand for you to, in exchange, hand them your gun? Give me a number on that, if there is one. 407-916-5400. And the text line is open at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. 809 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines on the gun control front for you now. Democrats calling on Congress to pass a couple of gun bills following the three recent mass shootings in the country. They broke away, some of them, from their August recess yesterday to appear in the Capitol with victims of gun violence. One bill would require background checks on all guns bought. The other would give the FBI more time to complete background checks. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And then also yesterday, Senate Majority Leader and Trump hater Chuck Schumer said the president, he's going to pitch the president on taking the $5 billion that Trump wants for wall construction on the border, taking it away and dedicating it to dealing with gun violence and white nationalism in the country. And then on the campaign trail at the Iowa State Fair, Democrats like Kirsten Gillibrand and the front runner for the Democrats right now, Joe Biden, are among a group of about a half a dozen of these candidates who think they're going to be president of the United States, who are all excited and backing a massive government-funded gun buyback program. Gillibrand and Biden. Do you, you support a federal gun buyback policy? Yes, it's a good idea. We can get it done because the public is finally at the point where they are sick of it. It's sick of it. All right, that's Gillibrand and Biden there. Now, among the Democrats who are backing this, you can throw Bernie in and a few others, uh, Bullock, the guy out of Montana, etc. They're split on whether or not it would be a mandatory government-funded buyback program like they did in Australia or a voluntary one. A voluntary one would not work, okay? Law-abiding citizens you know, who revere the Second Amendment and the gun rights that our founding fathers bestowed upon us here are not going to give their guns back on a voluntary basis. I know that's true, and I'm sure I'm going to have it confirmed here with our our listeners in just a moment. Um, But a mandatory gun buyback program, that's gun confiscation. That would begin a shooting war. That would be a second civil war in this country, and the Democrats would rue the day. I did a little bit of math. The latest stats show 400 million guns in America. You know, and I looked at average prices for um, handguns, rifles, AR-15s, that sort of thing. 
and figured that, you know, if you wanted to realize a profit in doing business with the governor on a, on a gun buyback here, let's assume just for the sake of argument that it would take $1,000 to incentivize somebody to give back a gun who might be inclined to do so. All right? That's a $400 billion price tag here to get rid of the guns in America. Gun, the gun buyback concept, would it work? How would it work? And what would it take for you to participate? Is there any price for a gun that you would be willing to give it up if the government put the cash in your hand? John, you're a retired cop from Lake Mary. Thanks for waiting. You're on with a Bud Man and company. What about it, John? Yes, Bud. Uh, I am a retired police officer from Chicago. I live in Lake Mary now. But i got to tell you, um, 51 years ago, the city of Chicago had a, a buyback gun program back in the late 60s. People did turn their guns in. What is the results of that today? Well, you tell me. I mean, it's pretty obvious. All the headlines in Chicago, uh, you know, people are getting killed wholesale with guns. Exactly. Now, to answer your question, everybody has a price. However, in my case, I would never give up my guns. Never, never, never. When we give up our guns, we lose all control against the government. So it really wouldn't matter if, if somehow, you know, the big spending Democrats, a Bernie Sanders or somebody, who was president of the United States and said, all right, uh, John, I'll give you $5,000 for that $500 9-millimeter handgun of yours, you would say what? No. That would be it. Thank you, sir, very much. Great story there with his background out of Chicago, and uh, that is terrific perspective. Um, listen, uh, is, is there a price? Would, everybody has their price, as, as, as our caller just said. If we had a, a government buyback program, what would the government have to give you for you to give them your guns? You tell me. 407-916-5400 or hit the text line at 23680 and we are flooded there, but there is always room. It is never busy. On the text line, standard message and data rates apply. Toll free on the phone if you want to go that route. Open now at 866-916-5400. Um, Democrats are pandering for votes in Ohio and Iowa here. They know this would never happen, would never work. Well, maybe they think it would, but I know that it would not. And that the bad guys would hang on to their guns, or some of them... You know, and, and we're not going to have law-abiding citizens across this country, despite what the Democrats may want, uh, being disarmed by the millions through a gun buyback program funded by our already bankrupt government. 407-916-5400. How do you see it? 23680 on the text line. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic once again here in two minutes. And good morning, Orlando. Headlines in the wake of the massacre in Dayton, Ohio. Authorities say it is not clear if the mass shooter intentionally targeted his sister earlier this month. Text messages show that Connor Betts knew his sister and companion were going to a taco stand at the Oregon Entertainment District before the shooting started. And uh, Megan Betts, the sister, was among eight people who were killed in the shooting on the 4th of August while the companion was injured but is recovering. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 
It's good morning, Orlando. The Budman, Yaffe, and Melissa, and me, Alan Spector, and we're talking about guns, specifically the uh, Democrats' idea to buy back guns. The government would buy back your guns in an effort to get them off the streets and out of people's hands. And we're asking you, would you sell your guns to the government? And if so, how much would you want? We've got Nate on the line from Melbourne Beach. Good morning, Nate. Hey, great to talk to you guys. I love the Bud Show. Listen, if they would offer me $500 for my old Ruger LCP with the bad trigger, I'd take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> and then I'd turn around and buy the one, the new one with the better trigger. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. That's you know, good. <laughs> you know, I said earlier, I said, I don't own a gun, but if they're, if they're buying them at a profit, maybe I'll go buy one and then sell it to the government. I think we're getting a few textures on that. And let me just say to Nate, I appreciate it's the Bud Show, but it's not the Bud Show. Once upon a time it was. I'm just kind of the quarterback of this amazing team we've got here with Alan Yaffe and Melissa, a.k.a. the Fox. To the text line we go. Yeah, one texter said, similar to what the caller said, take the $5,000 and buy five on the black market. There you go. So there you go. One person, though, says, let me get this straight. You don't trust the government, think your leader is a fascist, police are racist, and the system is corrupt and white supremacist. You want to expand the control and power of government, give them your guns, and fund the system further with your tax money. That's the Democrats. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much nails it. <laughs> so there you go. That pretty much nails it. Mm-hmm. I got one that says they uh, will give me a million dollars for my guns, but they'd also have to build a wall around my home for protection. <laughs> How about we go back to the phones, Alan? Yeah, from Claremont, we've got Scott. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning. Love the show. Listen, the gun confiscation will never work. Uh, the buyback, no one, not, not a lot of people will do it, I don't think. And if they try to confiscate... Uh, that's going to be a mess. It's going to be bloody, and uh, I mean, that's sad to say, but it's going to be a very, very rough time in our history. Scott, do you, own, do you own guns? I do. And you would not sell them back to the government? I would not, no, not at all. If we lose our, if we lose our guns, we lose our Second Amendment. The next thing to go is the First Amendment, and we know where, where that leads. Game, set, match for America as we have known her and loved her. Great call. Thank you, Scott. Yaffe, your mm-hmm. take on all of this, what the Democrats are pitching. They're, they're, they know this is never yeah. going to happen. Uh, but, you know, I mean, anything that's big government, they love that. They're anti-gun, and they're pandering for votes, the candidates up in Iowa. Well, here's the thing. This is really just a feel-good measure because, as everyone has pointed out, if this is done on a voluntary basis, it's just going to cost a lot of money and not really solve the problem. And if it was tried to be done on a mandatory basis – the courts would strike it down because it's totally against the Second Amendment of the Constitution. They would have to add an amendment to the Constitution to get something like that passed. And I just don't see that happening. So like I said, it's a feel-good measure that sounds good to get votes. Well, there you go. Um, What am I seeing here on the text line? Can you read that one that starts, I am a 48-year-old single woman, Lake County? It's about four down. Yeah, I have it here. It says... I'm a 48-year-old single woman um, from Lake County, as you said. Uh, three sons, ages 21, 19, and 17. I own five firearms, and though I earn enough to pay my bills and not much more, I would never sell my firearms. Is there a price of freedom and the ability to defend our lives against a potential assailant? There isn't an amount of money that can compete with either. Wow. And you know, for women, something like Powerful. that can be especially Powerful. important for a woman because... Mm-hmm. They're not able to protect themselves in most cases from 
a big man or anything like that. And if they have a gun, it gives them a better opportunity to protect themselves in those situations. I'm looking over there at Melissa, who could clean your clock in a heartbeat, Yaffe, but that's beside the point. Your thoughts on Uh the gun buyback? Yeah, I can handle your light work, bud. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the gun buyback, no. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. It's pandering, as we mentioned earlier, which tastes really good, especially if they got a full belly of bamboo. Somebody yeah. texted in about panders or something like that. Something about, you know, in China, I like to watch them eat bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They did. You're panders. You know, I, you know. It's a serious topic, but I love it when our, when our listeners come fully equipped with a sense of humor. We try to keep one here, too. Yeah, but I, I think the whole idea is ridiculous because, as you've mentioned, the government would have to offer people so much money to make it attractive enough for them to want to turn in their guns. You're not going to sell them at a loss if you're even inclined to do it. There's The government can't afford to do that. No, not $22 trillion in the hole and counting. Jeffrey Epstein's warden is reassigned and Brevard teachers are unhappy. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on The Bud Show. I mean, good morning, Orlando. No. It's 8.30. Good morning, Orlando. Charging toward the 9 o'clock hour still to come. A jam-packed loony left file. You'll want to be here for that. But my co-host Alan Spector is here now to bring us all up to date on the news. And in the aftermath of the apparent suicide of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, this story continues to generate news. But the warden who was in charge of the jail where South Florida financier and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein killed himself is out of the job are actually off the job, Attorney General Bill Barr reassigned the warden to an office building where, while two investigations are completed. Meanwhile, a former employee of the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office says Jeffrey Epstein was given preferential treatment while serving in 2008. He was treated like he was a celebrity. I saw lieutenants stand up and look this man eye to eye and talk to him. They cussed other inmates out. I'm like, wow, must be the money. Teresa Cook telling CBS 12 in Palm Beach that Epstein was allowed to walk around freely, sometimes naked. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Teachers in Brevard County are not happy with their latest contract offer. Yesterday, the school board announced the district's most recent proposal was rejected by union members last week. The offer included a raise of $1,100 each, but teachers want more than twice that amount. Utilities have to tell the state every five years how they're going to save energy, but They say goals that are too high could stick customers with higher bills. Florida Power and Light says consumers could end up paying more for programs that only benefit a few. Public Counsel J.R. Kelly says the utilities don't want to set any goals for getting more efficient. We ask the commission to set fair, just, and reasonable goals, and we believe they should be both challenging as well as achievable. Utilities insist they've gotten better at conservation through solar plants and more efficient appliances. Mike Stevens, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers' Ring of Honor is getting a 13th member. The team announcing that defensive back Rondé Barber will be inducted next month. Barber spent his entire 16 year career with the Bucs, and he holds the franchise career record for, with interceptions with 47. Tiger Woods is not letting an injury thwart him from returning to the course 
for this week's PGA Tour event. Tiger Woods arrived in Medina, Illinois Tuesday, pulling up into a reserved parking space for the BMW Championship set to tee off Thursday. Woods surprising some by taking part in this tournament this week after withdrawing from the FedEx Cup playoff opener last week at the Northern Trust, exiting with an oblique injury after shooting a four-over-par first round that put him second to last on the leaderboard. Now Tiger will tee off Thursday with C.T. Pan and Billy Horschel in his push for a sixth career title at the BMW Championship, last coming away victorious in the event back in 2009. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere. Friends hits the big screen. Friends, the iconic TV sitcom, is hitting more than 1,000 theaters next month. In honor of the 25th anniversary of the 1994 premiere, 12 episodes will be shown for three nights starting September 23rd. Each date's event features four newly remastered episodes of Friends with exclusive interviews to follow. A full list of participating theaters has not been made available yet, but tickets will be available online starting Friday. I was just wondering, are they going to title that the one where they go to the big screen? I don't know, but will people pay for what they've been able to watch yeah. essentially for yeah. free forever? Are they going to do that? It's a novelty. Yes, yes they will. That it's, show is still really popular. Wow. It's amazing. It's just amazing to me, 25 years since it premiered. Yeah, it's amazing. Alan, I thought that they were maybe making a new movie, like with a new cast or something. That's not it. They're just playing old episodes. Right. Dressed up for the big screen. That is correct. I might have to take my girlfriend on a date night to one. Really? Yeah, no she kidding. Loves that show. Yeah, the too. ultimate chick flick. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> See, bud, people are lining up already. What do I know? <laughs> The, exactly. The star. <laughs> A question you've asked on more than one occasion. What, isn't it the Bud Show? <laughs> no, it's not. The star of the USA Network TV show, Crisley Knows Best, is accused of tax evasion. A 12-count indictment against Todd Crisley and his wife, Julie, also includes charges of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit bank fraud. The reality show follows Crisley, a wealthy Georgia real estate magnate, as he micromanages his five children's lives, Crisley posted on Instagram that he and his wife did nothing wrong. I think my wife watches that. I don't think she's going to be very happy to hear that story. I watch it too. You know, the only reason I know about that show is I watch wrestling on USA Network, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown Live, and, <laughs> and I see promos for this stupid show all the time. <laughs> And I say, I'm not watching that. (laughs) Yeah, I get suckered in. Sorry. Finally, not just anybody gets to sing this song. However, Paul Simon gave a singer on America's Got Talent special permission to sing that song. And contestant Cody Lee got a coveted golden buzzer for his performance of Simon's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Lee is blind and has autism and brought the judges to tears with his performance last night. Judge Simon Cowell said Paul Simon never gives permission for anyone to sing that song, but he allowed Lee to perform it after seeing his audition. The video of Cody Lee's Bridge Over Troubled Water has already been viewed more than 40 million times. Really sounded good what you played of it. And the golden buzzer, I think you go right to the finals, right? That, that's what happens. It's like unanimous. Yep.
a yeah, big deal. Yeah, uh, but what I played was actually the original. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, I see. But those guys passed the audition as well. Fantastic. Find more on these <laughs> stories on the Good Morning Orlando page, and uh, we've also got the Elsewhere podcast going at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. The one and only. I get so many great comments about Elsewhere. Everybody loves it, and so do we, Alan, and all the work you put into it. In a moment. Thanks, bud. The loony left file is filled to overflowing. We will have the grand opening of said file in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in only two minutes on the Wednesday edition of the show on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the Radio app. If it is joining us right now, local headlines that were a hot topic on our 7 o'clock hour. Army veteran Francis Santiago, who served in the Army for 14 years as a medic, says images of protesters on the streets of Puerto Rico is what moved her to fly her territory's flag, the flag of Puerto Rico, outside her home in Kissimmee. But Santiago feels her freedoms are being stripped away by the Rolling Hills Estates Homeowners Association after she received a letter directing her to take the flag down. The Homeowners Association claims that it only allows U.S. flags or, on the days of a sporting event, a sports flag, nothing else. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. Traffic, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Looney Tunes, the theme for the Looney Left File, exhibit number one. Do you remember when Congressman Joaquin Castro, his brother's running for president, Julian Castro, um, put out a list of big donors to the Trump campaign down in the state of Texas and said when he did it, he freely admitted he wanted to make it less comfortable for them to support Trump and that they would think twice about supporting a guy who is fueling hate in this country. Well, maybe Castro should think twice because one of the big donors owns a chain of barbecue um, restaurants, Bill Miller down there, and they say now in response to him being donor shamed by Castro that the cars are lined up like they've never been and the restaurant is just absolutely packed to the max with lines out the door. So the shaming Yaffe has backfired on one Joaquin Castro. Yeah, I'm definitely glad he's getting some support, you know, in response to all this. I do have to say, though, I do not want to live in a country where I have to choose my restaurant based on the owner's political preferences. I think that would be very annoying in the future of the country. Well, there's an interesting take on that. Newsbuster has analyzed MSNBC coverage home of the worst case on the air of Trump derangement syndrome, even worse generally than CNN, and that's hard to do. And explicitly, seven times in the month of July, MSNBC hosts compared Trump to Adolf Hitler. And 13 times they made, you know, indirect comparisons. Outrageous. But that's the hate-filled loony left. Now we have, from the left side of the political spectrum, CNN hosts Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. Lemon's already facing an assault charge. That's been in the news here. But Chris Cuomo was out and about with his family at an event, and he was confronted apparently by a Trump supporter, and they got into it. 
and um, and and he was called Fredo, uh, which is the weak brother in Godfather. And all of a sudden, Cuomo came completely unglued. Some of this we couldn't even play because we don't have enough bleeps in our supply to make it arable here. Wound up telling this guy, I will throw you down the effing stairs, et cetera, et cetera. This is CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. Here he is, though, getting into this guy to give you a bit of it, and we had to bleep some of this as well on the Fredo exchange. Go ahead. I thought, that, I thought, I thought that's who you were. I'm no, awesome. From the right, call me Fredo. My name is Chris Cuomo. I'm an anchor on CNN. Oh, you're much Fredo is from the Godfather. He was that weak brother. Isn't that your and brother? And they use it as an Italian aspersion. Any of you Italian? Oh, you I Italian? Got, I got a it's an insult to your people. It's an insult to your people. It's like the N-word for us. Well, call, hey, listen, give me a call if you are of Italian heritage. If I call you Fredo, is that like using the N-word? On a black American? Really? Really? Cuomo years ago is on record as actually saying, yeah, and they call me Fredo. Now, though, he had a, he just went completely crazy. He had a meltdown, and CNN publicly is standing by him saying it was a setup by Trump supporters, and he had every right to go ballistic, which he did. Um, that's the loony left file. Call me anybody who's Italian. Is that a slur? If someone calls you Fredo in a league with calling a black person the N-word? I don't think so. But hey, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not Italian. So maybe I don't know. 407-916-5400 if you want to weigh in on anything from the loony left file. Our text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. An update now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic one more time on the Wednesday edition of the show. Coming in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This sports headline locally and a nice story it is. The Orlando Magic preparing to honor the team's now deceased owners in a special way. The Amway Center floor will now permanently feature a Rich and Helen DeVos court insignia. Rich DeVos died last year at the age of 92, his wife Helen passing away two years ago at the age of 90. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. With the butt man, Yaffe and Melissa, I'm Alan Spector, and we're talking about CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, who uh, got upset the other night when uh, somebody called him Fredo. <laughs> From now, the Godfather. Cuomo is an Italian-American. He claims that is a slur. And we've asked uh, people of Italian descent to... Uh, Call us and tell us, is that true? We've got Suzanne on the line from Ocala. Suzanne, good morning. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Now, what do you think about the word Fredo or being called Fredo? Yeah, that's a completely bogus. Um, Fred, what Fredo did in The Godfather was he betrayed the Italian family, and that's why Michael disowned them. In an Italian family, that's something you never do is go against the family. Saying the word Fredo to Chris Cuomo is in no way, no, it's a slight little uh, 
slur or, or comment you might want to say, but it, it, it no way equals the magnitude of calling someone the N-word. And Suzanne, just to clarify, you are Italian, right? Yes, my father, uh, I'm half Italian. My father's family was born near Milano, and my mother was born in England. So I have a little bit of the, both sides of, of the uh, European traditions. And I've heard Italian families all my life. I'm 84 this week. I turned 84. What shocked me about Cuomo, I have never heard anyone in my Italian family use that kind of curse word. And he was using the F word over and over in front of his nine-year-old child. Mm. And Michael, you know, in The Godfather, they would never do that. They handled, the Italians handle everything with no... uh, fingerprints. It's it's all handled, uh, uh, conflicts are handled uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. That's right, Suzanne. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go John uh, to John quickly in celebration. Good morning, John. Yes, good morning. Are you Hello? Italian, John? Yes, I am Italian. I was born in Italy. And Fredo does not bother us at all. I don't know what that lady's talking about. That. As long as you don't bother with that, my kids and my wife and my mother, and we don't have a monk in our shoulder for 100 years. All right, Everything John, listen, good. thank you. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a godfather thing. It's a Chris Cuomo thing, mm-hmm. and, and, and you think he's way off the mark thinking it's like the N-word to an Italian, right? Yeah. We don't – we're not that way. We don't we – don't, bother with stuff like this. No. All right. Okay. Mm. Good deal. <laughs> We're all about the pasta. I love and, and the cannolis. Yeah. Hey, that might be offensive. To <laughs> yeah. <you. Right. laughs> he said it. He said it to me on the phone. It's uh, fair, fair game. Glenn Beck is looking at his watch. It's time to turn it over to him right after the news. So for Alan and Yaffe and Melissa, the Budman, thanks. Have a great day. See you tomorrow morning. God bless you and God bless America.